Hey everybody, it's Justin with the Big Picture Podcast here, just doing a little intro to uh, the seventh podcast with my buddy Chris Anthem Wozniak. He's a technologist, musician, video editor, and uh, just all around really cool, smart guy. And he had some really interesting things to say about the future of technology, content sharing, um, the Adele song, and and the monetization of that, and what and the what he believes the future of that to be, and where it is now. And uh, it's very interesting. I had I was actually sitting there listening and going, uh, wow, this is <laughs> really interesting stuff. Anyway, hope you enjoy. Take care. Bye. This is the Big Picture Podcast with Justin Salter. The Big Picture. You having fun? <laughs> That's a big picture. Yes. I'm having tons of fun here with Justin Salter in Hollywood. This is Chris Anthem Wozniak <laughs> on The Big Picture with Justin Salter. We'll be right back. We're still here. So this is podcast number seven, and mm. I got my buddy Chris Chris Anthem here today. And you were just dressed as 007, so and seven's a magic number. Exactly. So there you go. There's three sevens right there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Didn't you help develop the iPhone? Numerology, numerology. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, well, I don't know. We all developed the iPhone. You know, we watched Star Trek, saw the flippy phone, and got beamed from planet to ship, and we were like, man... We don't have a phone like that someday. <laughs> That's true. And here we are. That's true. We they had one of those. They had a StarTac. Motorola <laughs> had a like, double flip and like, there's like a picture of Scotty on the back or something. <laughs> you remember that one? They pull the antenna out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kirk the Spock. So uh, my buddy Chris and I, we met through Lyft. Actually, I picked him up one morning. Yeah. And um, well, a few people could actually pick me up. <laughs> I'm sort of a large person. But and yeah, we met, and uh, he had a deep understand. You had a deep understand uh, understanding of astrology right off the bat, and it. Mm-hmm. And I was impressed. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of got us to float over Barham Boulevard. Remember that? We just kind of like went right over the traffic. Yeah, you you gave me some good. You were you were definitely on fire. Well, that's, I erased your memory on that one. <laughs> no, we had the it was like the Mach Five, like the speed racer, like the little legs come out, and it's like. And you were what we were talking about earlier was really cool because you were talking about um, mm-hmm. YouTube and how yeah. we live in such an interesting time. We live in the most amazing time to be an artist who's at this uh, sort of burgeoning of the digital uh, era because I think, as we all know, you're going to have to put a quarter in the jukebox to look anything serious up on Google or watch something of any length or pixel quality on YouTube in the future. I mean... Just like people pay now for streaming movies and Netflix and, you know, subscriptions to HBO and cable that have been going on forever. Eventually, you're going to have to pay for those hours of wonderful entertainment you get on yourself every afternoon and evening. And we were just talking about how, um, as artists, uh, it, it used to be that you'd only put your finest art out to the world and then you would hold back until you had a series of paintings or you had really refined yourself as a painter or you had uh, been through a number of garage rock bands and now finally you got signed to a major and you know it's like nowadays do you put out more material sooner for your grandkids to 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 see you alive and performing and and you know 
or do you try to refine it and hold it back and play into the big gears and the big machine and let the distribution channels and the marketing uh, companies and departments help you and you know you're making money with people well the, the question is of course you want to uh get exposure but you want to get exposure to a lot of people and that usually does involve working somehow with the media machines that are already in place but here's the issue it's kind of like i feel like i'm like indiana jones running from that that ball that's coming up from behind him that's like 20 feet high and about to crush him and <laughs> he's like running and running and like the, in the first Raiders of the Lost Ark movie. <clears throat> totally. And the ball's coming at him and the ball's coming at him and he's running with the, the little icon <laughs> trophy and to me, that icon trophy is the free uploading that I can make of a 48K audio <laughs> file and or video to YouTube who's going to say, hey, we'll stream it and we'll put it on satellite and it'll be on a server People are already swapping it, and the ones and zeros are being passed around. And now that's like going to be around for a while. And, and it's and it's free, and we'll pay you if you get enough hits. <laughs> and 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 all those things that you're talking about about monetizing it are still being figured out. So sometimes people will say, "Well, with the this music, is not- with the music side, yeah, YouTube pays okay, but the music side, you know, Adele Adele's new hit is only paying her like a hundred grand, and she has to yeah. split that with her writer or whatever." That's today's <laughs> news. You know, and if it was a hundred percent streamed, she'd only actually get four thousand dollars for that for the biggest hit. It's breaking all the digital records. But anyway, I there were like two other recent major stories like that where celebrity musician artists came out and they were like, "Hey, I got completely hosed trying to like throw my fishing line out there into the <laughs> worldwide ocean of people mm-hmm. um, and got burned." But this is all part of a learning process, um, even when. DJs and little radio stations were breaking out with rock and roll and Dick Clark was getting accused of payola and people were like, how do you get my stuff on the airwaves? There's a period of figuring out here how the money gets in the right hands of the people who really do know how to produce and distribute and market music. And that that shakeout period is taking a while mm-hmm. because of all the, how fast technology is moving. And, and people are just going to have to realize that the technology is not going to park itself on VHS again for 10 years and now you should buy all these VHS decks or it's not going to land on Pro Tools or Avid and stay anywhere for very long. The technology, as Steve Jobs used to always say, is always going to keep rotating. Mm -hmm. And how Jobs dealt with this was uh, he was at some uh, conventions and they would say, well, you're you're going to be obsolete. What happens when when IBM or Texas Instruments or somebody is just on the head of the curve of the, the technological curve and they whap something out for eight months that it takes you to figure out how to replicate, and suddenly your Apple is obsolete. Mm-hmm. And I think from that point on, he um, he took computer off of the name Apple Computer, the brand, and he just made it Apple. It eventually wound up just being the logo of the Apple, and then it became a phone, and then it became a, a, an electric frying pan, and it became a, <laughs> an ATM wallet and everything else. So the point is, technology and trying to decide how to make money from the current trend in technology is no longer uh, feasible to consider that and hope to have any sort of successful company. You mm-hmm. have to realize that the technology is shifting so fast that it's the principles of what your company does that brings value into people's lives mm-hmm. that needs to be from a log, go up to Big Sur, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. look at your financial reports and then look at the world and realize that uh, it's not just a catchword like global anymore. It's about... How do we enrich people's lives? Because that's the only thing that's drawing people 
to spend really these days is growth or wanting to expand who they are or how they are. So you can't wait for VHS and then say, now everyone loves VHS, let's make Blockbuster and let's make a billion VHS cassette tapes that are now all in landfills. Let's make the red box for DVDs uh, or Blu-ray when 90% of all smart TVs are, are going to be you know, streamable to Wi-Fi in the building worldwide in the next three years or so. So there is no red box, there is no... Regular, bring a couple of movies home for the wife, you know. So don't rely on technology and put your stuff out now mm-hmm. and put your ideas out now before the ball comes and crushes Indiana Jones. Um, where, they, and, where they charge you to upload and they charge you to store and they charge you to share. Exactly. Well, if you remember, when he gets chased out of the cavern, the ball <laughs> smacks closed the door. Right. So now whoever didn't get... In. Out on top of social media and became you know, like everyone's becoming a social <laughs> media star. And what are the kids doing? And they're you know they're wasting their time. No, they're not. They're the only people that are going to be visible, right? On Google or the new Facebook or whatever. And you're going to be trying to climb up like, how do I get my profile picture visible to the public again? <laughs> exactly. Um, so your GIF. Praise the ladder climbers now, the early adopters who are yes, who are exploiting this. Free streaming, free bandwidth, free movie making. Look at the people that are making movies with their iPhone. Mm-hmm. I mean, feature film level story type stuff <clears throat> that you don't get bothered or say, hey, wait a minute, was this shot on a cell phone? You know, they're using a, a gimbal or a stabilizer. Or, or they're doing the whole album on their people. iPad. Or, <clears throat> or um, like uh, what just came out right now, The um, they're having finally the band collaborations are really starting to happen where like there's one artist in a bedroom mm-hmm. and then there's five other artists in five other bedrooms mm-hmm. and they have like a live jam together you know mm-hmm. and it's uh I, f- I just saw an ad for today you know they're starting to blow up they have like six musicians and there's like an old dude with a, a bad elvis wig and he's playing bass and, <laughs> and there's some young kid playing keyboards right but they're they're jamming some pat Metheny stuff you know right and uh, that's the beautiful part of the internet too is is that artists can make use of it. So, And that's actually an idea I had for an app that mm-hmm. I want someone to make um, to where everyone has headphones and then everyone has their own... So, um, it's an app where you, right. have, where you have a mixer and you can Super basically... Simple. Yeah, you can Easy adjust your mix on the app to, to your headphones. Mm-hmm. You know, all you need is a pair of headphones and, and an iPhone or Android and you can have... Your own separate subject. So you have the five other levelers that you can balance it yeah, for your Yeah, exactly. For your ears. I, I, want, I want that app so I can use it. Yeah. I, I, I thought it would be cool to call it, um, you know, like Jam Band or, or you know, something like that. Jam Band. You heard it here <laughs> tonight. Because rock, rock Band is definitely taken, right? Yep. You heard it here tonight. Justin Salter revealing <laughs> Shark Tank level ideas. Yeah. For free. At no charge. Under under candlelight, candlelight glow. <laughs> candlelight. Yeah, but um, just getting back to what we were talking about before, it's like a lot of artists are not getting paid. Uh, and there are also major artists who are somehow their label are, are convinced, you know, all the money pe- ma- making people with them are saying, eh, let's try this thing on SoundCloud or let's, let's try this thing. And then they get like completely burned because <laughs> you have this dinosaur business model um, major label right. <clears throat> saying, let's do how the teenagers trade the music. And they have no idea what they're doing at all. <clears throat> <laughs> and they go, well, you know, 
uh, we put an item out and they pay for it. And mm-hmm. we put a ticket price on it and they pay it. And it don't work like that. It's it's all about getting exposure first and traction and trends happening. And then, like, once the trend is Jaws, then you throw it a bunch of fish, you know? <laughs> exactly. But uh, nobody builds Jaws first. They just keep, you know, throwing it at goldfish. And they're like, oh, I'm not getting much. I got four hits. Exactly. And you got to build the monster first with trends and your own popularity and your own... That's what I'm talking about, swimming. Like, if you're not swimming in the internet and understanding what's going on, or if you're too old, or, you know, oh, the marketing department deals with that, you personally are just going to be, you know, um, like uh, Fahrenheit 451 or, or uh, 1984. You know, you will log in. You will see what you are told is the news. You will log out. Um, and, in fact, um, my good friend Freeman Murray uh, in India with, with Jaga, uh, J-A-A-G-A dot I-N, um, they're a not-for-profit. He builds these uh, pallet rack cities that he started doing at Burning Man. He's in six different cities now in India, and they are like barefoot yoga, ping pong playing, like super programmer hives. Mm-hmm. Um, but his, uh, you know, his thing is that. And I, I, let, me, let me shorten it for you. Remember in first grade when you had the mm-hmm. alphabet on the mm-hmm. top of the wall? Mm-hmm. It was like capital A, little a. Capital B, little B, and it would have like a B or like an apple. Right. Imagine in the future if that's little bits of basic computer code. You have C prompt, you have the little cotillion thing, and kids actually start to learn the alphabet of coding mm-hmm. to a basic level, not to like, sure. you know, anonymous or, you know, war games or something crazy, but just to a basic level. What it's going to mean is that. Those kids who have some of that basic programming knowledge are not going to be so controlled by Big Brother. Because <clears throat> when you look under the carpet and say, hey, I don't like this news, I want different news, or I want my personal picks, all the privileges we have today, you're going to be fighting <clears throat> the demographic attack on you to get you to go reuse that same coupon you used last year or go to that same new improved thing you bought last year. And that's going to be pulling you like a tractor me. So... If you know a little coding and you can get in there, remember how uh, MySpace started? <clears throat> if you knew a little coding, you can make the glimmer or sparkle. HTML, or, yeah. But you had to know a little HTML. It wasn't just like everyone could do it. Right, yeah. It's going to be like that, I think, for media, that we watch movies, that we do what we get to see, how many commercials we're forced to watch, uh, that the kids are going to be able to go in, open the, the core code, and change and personalize a little bit what they what they want to do. Right. right now, we have a lot of buttons that allow us to personalize. Those will be going away very soon. <coughs> because once we've personalized for now 10, 20 years, mm-hmm. now we're demographically going to be set up as targets. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and the personalization will only come from kids who are learning the new alphabet of basic coding. Wow. So if you're a homeschooler, um, or if you're a big parent-teacher person, um, there's a computer on every desk in those schools, but how many are big, bright, red, and blue, and green buttons that they're pressing and multiple choice answers? And how much is actually learning a little bit about the computer and the language and the programming itself? Because that language is going to blind so many poor people, so many uneducated people mm-hmm. who are just going to see big buttons to press right. and not understand how to get to more knowledge, more of their own family history more of whatever they're looking for without paying exorbitant prices because right. they don't have any coding knowledge at all. Wow, that's fascinating because 
I didn't even know what HTML was or looked like until I was like 21 years old. Like, it's kind of mind-blowing when I think about it. I knew how to use Word and, you know, Mac stuff and all that, but it's just mind-blowing to me that kids are going to be learning that like the alphabet one day because, wow. Well, I think that we should be promoting that. Yeah. Because I don't think that that's always (laughs) We are. That's that's really interesting to me. We need to promote that. Did you ever see that movie Antitrust? I forget, no. it was like what Ryan was Felipe or something, but that was my first introduction to coding, too, and it just seems like a whole what do they crazy do? another world. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's Mine called, was hackers. It's called antitrust, and basically it's, it's, it's kind of, a, you know, I guess maybe satire would be the right word, about, um, mm-hmm. about like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, probably on some level, about, you know, the antitrust uh, laws that, that he, that he <laughs> we know may or may not be breaking or have broken um, many times. Over. So that them together were forming an unstoppable, unfair computer mm-hmm. information mm-hmm. attack on the people, mm-hmm. voice-limiting mm-hmm. Big Brother style. And then, yeah, and then I basically mm-hmm. saw my one, my mm-hmm. guitar player buddy doing HTML. I was like, what is that? And now I'm trying to learn it myself. But, uh, wow, just think. And now, like, Obama's promoting... Um, that's right. Kids learning how to code, you know, you see it everywhere. Learn how to code, learn how to code. And I've even started taking, they have free Harvard courses online. Uh, Harvard, MIT has free courses, mm-hmm. you know, teach you basics of coding. And it's crazy. Well, at some point, I think you'll, you'll be able to redirect something to your home system that's full of filters and firewalls and things. Mm-hmm. But you'll need to know enough code to to where you're at to kind of make a bridge or a tunnel to get to your sure. thing. You'll probably have something that can filter out and clean up and only get the content you want or something like that. But you you, you are going to have to, I can see you're going to have to know some sort of basic coding because they they don't want it. When I say they, I just mean the, the powers of information flow is an abstract. They don't, we don't. Uh, want it to be as easy as it is right now mm-hmm. to where we go, oh, look, I put a YouTube video up. There's 15 or 20 buttons right there. Post it right to Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Post it right to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Post it right to, uh, you know, Twitter. Um, a, a, a click away, you mm-hmm. know, and that's not always going to be there without there being like five cents written on it, <laughs> 15 mm-hmm. cents, mm-hmm. or some way in which, <laughs> We're going to be inundated with advertisements dollar, yeah. that make you five minutes before you can get to what you want to do mm-hmm. or some way that money comes into it. Yep. So let's enjoy the luxuries you have now. And if you're a musician, if you're a poet, if you're writing a song in your living room, if you're a, a 15-year-old with a guitar whose parents don't even know write songs, put that webcam video out today. Mm-hmm. It's like back in the day, it would be like, no, wait till you get a, uh, some sort of a studio, get good mics, mic it up right. Don't put anything out that's not A+. Plus. Sure. And I agree that in, in a lot of circumstances, you should still do that with some of your art or material. But you could drop dead tomorrow. Sure. And do you want to have one half-written song of you? Or do you want to have like 30 different moods and, and things you're writing about and feelings and that, that, that are one out there. little that one little bedroom performance could inspire a kid somewhere to a hundred years from now yeah it, to learn the piano preserved. which you know could maybe create another instrument a whole new instrument or maybe write a whole new you know uh you know well maybe you could talk about that the, the baby boom bubble that we're creating of content like uh the content bubble boom 
<laughs> well, we're, we're talking about that we are creating this obese, and it's starting to wear down now that we have to watch more commercials. Yeah, there's and people more, are there's so much stuff. content, yeah. But people are like, BitTorrent, BitTorrent, and they'll suck down movies, and then they'll chop them into pieces, and then they'll cut them up to their, their niece's wedding footage, and then they'll, they'll put music over that that their nephew wrote. And there's all this content like, cat falls off the sofa, you know, 10 million views. So Look um, at me, look at me. Yeah, and everyone's a star. But it's not going to be exponential in the same way in the future, I don't believe, as it is now. Of course, information speeding up. I understand all that. Communication devices and everything are making it. You can get more sooner. But... It'll be a lot more limited and It'll be monetized. Yeah, monetized, which will limit it. Just like your phone bill or any communication is eventually... You want to talk to another person? You know, here comes the hand for the nickel, you know? Well, um, I just I just subscribed to YouTube Red, which is ten bucks a month. Where you what can, is it? Where you, YouTube Red is is uh, it just came out a couple days ago. It's where you can we love YouTube. It's where you can basically stream. Yeah, I love YouTube. You can you can stream stuff. So you, and before you could only like listen to a song on YouTube if you were watching it on your phone. But mm-hmm. as soon as you tried to go to another app or do something else, it went away. All right. But now you can you can multitask on your phone now if you subscribe mm-hmm. to YouTube Red for ten bucks a month. Well, the newest thing I heard is supposed to be the Loop. We heard about the, the looping phones. So in other words, like there's two SIM cards in the back of your phone. Mm-hmm. One SIM card is shooting up to the satellite, picking up your carrier, Boost mm-hmm. Mobile, uh, T-Mobile, whatever it is, shooting back down the phone call that you're having or the text that you're having, whatever. Mm-hmm. The second SIM card loops you to your friends. Mm-hmm. Your friend might have an AT&T phone. Sure. Your other friend might have a Boost phone. Your other friend might have a T-Mobile phone. But you have... The chip that loops you, you all have the same chip in in the same merry-go-round. You know, you all have a horse in the merry-go-round. You're, sure. So, in other words, I can get my Netflix going and kind of like, I think, stream it horizontally like a sling, to a number like of a my sling friends. Box. Like sling it around and it kind of comes back to me and goes back up mm-hmm. or something. The second SIM card in there allows you to connect with people on different carriers that are all part of your second SIM card clubhouse. Mm. You know I'm saying, but but that's supposed to be the the other way, the way that you're also supposed to be starting to make more free phone calls too, service because it becomes sharing. like this two way walkie talkie that of file sharing, it's service sharing basically. Interesting. It's that content is getting harder and harder to track who's sharing what with whom, and it's a constant battle. Well, I'm streaming this, but looping it to my friends, and meanwhile, SoundCloud is like, wait, that's a copyrighted karaoke song they're using behind your voice, you know. Or whatever it might be. But my point is that just like the baby boom came and took up after the Depression, after we had gotten out of World War II, mm-hmm. uh, the country had some spoils from the war. Everyone had two-color TVs, two cars, leave it to Beaver. Everyone had steak on the dinner plate every white night. White picket fence. Yeah, white picket fence. Um, <laughs> nuclear bomb shelter in the back, you know. A lot of saber rattling, Khrushchev and the whole nine. Get under the desk. But there was money in the country. And this baby boom happened. Everyone started having babies. You know, people were like, condoms? What do you mean? You know. Um, are those? Yeah, I mean, I, I got enough money here to feed a few more little little ones, you know. Yeah. I don't know, but the baby boom happened, right? Sure. Um, we're now suffering from that with overpopulation and <clears throat> other parts of the countries like China had baby booms too. Not so funny. You know, they throw babies in the ditch now. So yeah. we're having this boom of content. We're having this bubble in the snake's belly having eaten the rat of content Mm -hmm. that eventually will be slowed down in its amount because of bandwidth costs because of uh just the uh, technology is changing and but i mean mostly 
because of, of monetizing of the system. And those who don't pay, they can have their free sites, but the hose is going to be squeezed to a slower bandwidth. Mm-hmm. And those who are paying are going to be like, you know, oh, I download a movie in 30 seconds. But well, it doesn't work for me. Oh, well, you, you have all free accounts <laughs> on all your internet. You're not paying into the internet as a whole, mm-hmm. sort of. And so you kind of lose. And eventually you're going to get sick of it. And you're gonna but if you have a great clip out there, even like I said, if you recorded it or we said if you recorded in your living room, whatever, and you put it out there and it's really good, somebody might be picking through the litter of this huge bulge of content this decade, which wasn't like that when we had three TV networks mm-hmm. and a few radio, major radio stations, or will be in the future when everyone's paying, and so that slows it down. And there's big monster Viacom-driven and Time Warner-driven things. You know, this bubble of independent, like SoundCloud, YouTube, mm-hmm. and like you put everything up for free. They give you like 48k recordings and like up to like 1080p video, and nobody paid anything. Mm-hmm. Like you could just film hours of your cat falling off the sofa, and somebody's gonna host it and stream it and put ads on it and promote it, like. Those days are coming to an end. So how many have how confidence many vid- that somebody will pick your thing up 40, 50 years from now and rediscover it and re-break it out. I mean, it's not a justification. I just believe in putting more content out now uh, while you can, while it's free, um, while it will be preserved digitally forever, right. or at least forever as far as we can see right now. How many videos do you think are on YouTube currently? <coughs> Is it hundreds of billions, do you think? Is it billions? It's like how be many sick. hard drives could you stack up? Would it go to the moon that YouTube has full of you know media? Because there's over seven billion people on the planet. More than more than five billion like a have Google a mobile question. phone. Facebook. So I'm just curious. I'm just researching to see how many. Well, we talked earlier about how YouTube's business plan was never really strong enough to last. Over four billion are, are viewed a day. Videos on YouTube are viewed a day. Uh-huh. A four billion a day. Yeah, they've got a trillion. How do they? How do they? got a zillion. One of those content. words that doesn't really exist. Like, they've got a billion. But wow. um, we talked about how Google Plus. Um, Google is just taking over the world. Um, hey, let me mess with you real quick. In 2011, there were almost 140 views for every person on Earth. So hmm. in 2011, there's you two have more than one trillion views. Hmm. And if you have any idea the difference between million, billion, and trillion, they're not even in the same galaxy. Um, 12 days ago is 1 million seconds. Um, Twelve. How, how many... Seconds ago is a billion seconds, would you say? If 12 days ago is a million seconds. Dude, I don't know, but you're like totally blowing my mind. It's, it's, um, it's, uh, if anyone has an abacus at home, if you could slide yeah. in pegs. So a million seconds ago is 12 days. Um, a billion seconds ago is, um, well, I know a trillion is 36,000 years ago. Think about it. And then, oh yeah, okay. And then a billion seconds ago is thirty-two years ago. Thirty-two so years. Ago. It goes from twelve days ago to thirty-two years ago to thirty-two thousand years ago. So there's thirty-two thousand years worth of content. You're saying that you could watch. Like, well, I don't just, know. I'm a little. <laughs> we just got some popcorn going. Like, My mind just okay, exploded just now. Let's but... watch everything. <laughs> anyway. Well, you know, uh, like you were saying. Back you were saying, yeah. Google Plus started up saying we're going to take over facebook look what they're doing you know 
Rupert Murdoch, let's go back even further. Rupert Murdoch stopped in with MySpace. MySpace was rolling. There was a lot of people doing weird HTML, but it was still happening. And Rupert Murdoch came and everyone just grabbed their nose and was like, ooh. And they started running these ads that just Who's slowed Rupert it Murdoch up. again? Is Singularity? Or? He's, um, he's that wine grower from Northern California, the uh-huh. Murdoch wines. No. Rupert <laughs> Murdoch owns Times Incorporated, which owns the majority of the world's newspapers and radio stations, and he owns Fox. Okay. Fox TV and... Uh, okay, gotcha. Murdoch. Like Murdoch the Owl. Like the Titanic? Ooh. Ooh. The Captain the Titanic? Yes, he's got big yellow eyes that pop out in the night. <laughs> no, um, but Murdoch... Um, Came in and just, you know, it's kind of like if you put, like, Fox, the Fox people, you know, and they, Fox News, and they, hey, look, let's, let's spruce up this MySpace. And it's like, ew. Right. So it kind of kills that. But um, Google Plus came along and said, <clears throat> screw it. We're Google. We're going to outdo Facebook. We'll make a profile page. We'll have friends and IM and all that. Right. <clears throat> it didn't work. Nobody just picked up on the brand. Everyone was kind of digging into their Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Google Plus took a huge 180. I mean, they, they did a Yosemite Sam. Like, they slammed on the brakes, like, really fast. And they said, whoa, 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 whoa. Screw this. Let's make it a 10-year plan. It was originally, like, a one-year takeover of Facebook. Like, hey, hey, Google, Google Plus. Like, they had Google Plus links on every Google search page and everywhere. They were like, we'll just redirect the sheep over here. Well, the sheep didn't want to go over there. Yeah. So they said 10-year plan. Now what they decided to do was get everyone's phone number at every location that you're checking into with your Gmail and you log in, if you noticed, there's or, a Or stack, Google Maps. Google or Maps. Google Maps. Or, ya- or Yahoo now. Yeah, yeah. Or, I'm sorry, uh, YouTube. Or any place YouTube you go with your phone and send a text message, probably. So, <clears throat> you know that little picture of you that you see up in the right corner of YouTube? Or <clears throat> have you noticed that it's also up there now when you, when you go to Google? And it has a little, like, sandwich where you can go to the drive and the other Google things, the Google store. Mm-hmm. Well, your little picture there is going to start to be up on your screen all day long. Mm-hmm. Namely, Google owns your ass at this point. I mean, everywhere you go is being, every click's being monitored by Google, right. who owns YouTube, who owns... <clears throat> so what they decided to do was to get the wallet going, the cryptocurrency, really slowly. Probably the slowest of all the things that they could have pushed. They absorbed YouTube right away, and they're trying to make that, like... The ABC television, like they're trying to make that like the one stop, the new HBO, like the biggest, biggest to come out of the internet, whatever. Wow. They have um, Google Store, which now is like half of everyone who's buying apps is from the Google Play Store. Mm-hmm. And But the, the creepier part is that when I go to my dentist's office and I have to wait an hour and there's a little computer there and I check my Gmail, it'll say add account because that account's not on that computer yet. And then when I add my account, they want my phone number. There's like a little bandit guy with a little headband, look over his eyes, kind of bandito mask. What phone number are you at? We see that you're at this IP address mm-hmm. with this Gmail account, which we know a lot about because we see all your home YouTube videos on that account. Mm-hmm. It's all linked together. We see all your posts to Picasso, I think they own. So they can go, who is this guy? And they go, well, let's look at his Gmail account. Well, he's sitting at this dentist's office right now. With this cell phone number tied to this T-Mobile account. Mm-hmm. And then they see every video that you've posted or watched on YouTube in the last week. Every photo that you put on Picasso of where you were. Mm-hmm. They see you in the dentist's office because <laughs> you put a picture up. Right. A selfie. 
So they get this view of you, like Minority Report, you know. They can probably hear you through the phone in the doctor's office. Mm -hmm. They can see where you've been the last couple of days just on photos and YouTube activity. You're telling them that you're at that IP because you're logging in just to view your Gmail. Mm -hmm. Now, boom, your YouTube account opens all this Picasso. Your wallet, pretty soon, the digital wallet. Believe me, they will be taking over. And we're entering into the age of transparency where they're basically... That's right. Basically, some believe, and I, I could see this, where, where they believe secrets will eventually dissipate and kind of pretty much go away. Because <laughs> for the most part, nothing's going to be secret anymore. No, but that also means everyone's going to know what everyone else is making as far as money. Mm-hmm. This is a very socialist kind Which of Which is kind of how, thing. I mean, you know, you file your taxes, so everyone kind of, it's kind of public forum to know what a dentist a dental hygienist makes in a year or whatever, you know. But you know who's not going to know? That top capstone on the back of the dollar bill. It's like mm-hmm. the Illuminati, the power families, whatever. It's like these people don't have pictures of themselves on Facebook. Right. They, they don't like having family members kidnapped. They don't like having stalkers and party crashers showing up at weddings and all sorts of stupid things and winding up in photos. Right. And, you know, the goons and goblin people everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You don't see these people. The, the other people that you don't see who are invisible, and this is a whole topic of how invisible people... Not Alex Jones, not at ABC Nightly News, no invisible people, uh, not anonymous. <clears throat> Who's called anonymous? Amazing, right? Mm-hmm. There's invisible people who have big hands on big gears of what's happening as far as communication and news and blogs and mind control um, in this country, and um, you know, a lot of it is driven with the hashtags and so forth. A lot of it is driven with t- Twitter which was amazing in putting that, um, the whole at symbol and hashtag, which was just stolen right off the typewriter and just said, we don't have to be Justin Salter at twitter.com. Uh, we can just be uh, at symbol Justin Salter. And they just kind of stole this universal, like, you know, royal typewriter symbol from the Pony Express days or whatever and said, that's Twitter's. And then they took the hashtag and they're like, yeah, the little tic-tac-toe symbol like, tic-tac-toe symbol, whatever. And they just claimed sort of this universal symbol as their own, as Twitter. And I don't know if anyone could ever have claimed copyright on those, you know, Smith the Corona typewriters or... But isn't that a weird Yeah, that was an idea. That was a swift move, man, because you know what? That symbolism like that in the address Mm -hmm. is the one thing that Google Plus will never unearth. They'll never be able to absorb or get around this big Dewey Decimal System catalog of at symbols and hashtag symbols something mm-hmm. that Twitter started. Mm-hmm. They'll never, they can't, you know, sort of get the algorithms around the fact that the first integer is an at symbol or a hashtag without people going, that's Twitter. Right. And it'll always be Twitter. And that's the one thing that Twitter can stand on and say, we're never or getting Instagram. that library. Instagram, though, too. Instagram and Facebook is adopted, actually, because when you, when you want to tag somebody, you have to put at Chris Anthem or whatever, and then it links to them, and then you can just click but, on it. But I think that Twitter is the librarian. Twitter the started initial it for sure. librarian yeah. of it all. Twitter so if you want to go, hey, who put up hashtag I love Pamela Anderson uh, tits, you know, dot whatever, <laughs> the only librarian who's going to have complete archive of that is Twitter because they started the library with those symbols. Right, right. They started the, decim- they started the system. So what does it all mean? It means that Google Plus will never get get rid of those bastards. And, and it'll be Twitter and Google Plus. And why does that matter? Because people are putting all their energy into Snapchat and 
and Tumblr and I can't I mean, get into Snapchat or Tumblr, but it's, it's, really, it's that you got to realize it's a okay, different age thing. I think it's parents, like, grandparents, listen up. Tonight on Justin Salter, the big picture. We're here in North Hollywood, <laughs> big picture, right? Yep. Listen to me, parents. Whatever you see on Facebook from anyone who's under 25 years old is complete garbage, okay? <laughs> Only old people use Facebook, and I say this and people don't believe me. They're like, well, my, my girl put, yeah, well, your daughter, your granddaughter, she's putting up her little song or her little video on Facebook like 20th down the line of where she's putting that as far as her friends at school and whatever. What the kids are doing is not for you to see. You don't want to see your 16-year-old granddaughter drinking a beer with a 17-year-old dude lurched all over her in a leather jacket at a party. She doesn't want you to see that, Grandma, so you're not going to see it. The kids are not all over Facebook, and whatever they're putting up there is like the picture where they're like holding like a puppy and like yeah, you know, it's heavily saying heavily Hi. curated. The picture of them French kissing some dude for the first time, and if it's not, they're in stupid. Like a mineshaft instant message communication link, you know, or somewhere completely buried. You're seeing like, the job resume. You have version. Minecraft hooked up, and you you're seeing the, the first date version, the job interview version. Hopefully, if they're smart. <laughs> if they are smart, they would do that. But it, it's uh, again, Twitter and Google Plus. You can't really fight it. You need to play into Google Plus. And, and why is that important? It's important because right now Google Plus does not own your grandchildren's ass for <laughs> a nickel for every Google search or Ancestry search or topic search. Post your stuff um, sooner than later on YouTube, SoundCloud. Um, you know, wh wherever you can get somebody to say, we'll host it and stream it out there. And that allows people to share it or bring it down to their hard drive and share it later. Or I swear to God, discover it 40 years later mm -hmm. in this huge, massive bubble of con free content uploads and storage and streaming that we're filling all our satellites with right now. Trillions. It's not going to be like that forever. Hundreds of trillions. That's, rat's going to pass through the snake, and the snake will be skinny again. Mm -hmm. So while that bandwidth's not slow and cut off and costly, put up your song, even if it's, it wasn't recorded through a, a Neumann mic or a Funkin' Groovin' <laughs> or... You know, I mean, that's the other topic. I've been... My friends have made several feature films on cell phones recently or webcasts where people don't even question the quality... And I recorded two songs recently just for fun that uh, Duran Duran cover and uh, something else, where I recorded the vocals into my phone, made the track on my computer, but I didn't have the proper mic hookup, sent the vocals from my phone to my Google Drive, pulled it down, reset the, um, the speed you know, and the parameters, brought it into the music program, and it's not like I can't tell the difference between a really beautiful mic, but it, for me to express myself in that way, uh, or to jam with like five other people live in other cities or countries, is like really cool. And that's the one technology that I hope doesn't get bit on the bandwidth streaming speed, is the ability to like hook up webcast jams with other musicians and people that are really doing art and really doing beautiful things. Totally, totally, totally. Mm. It's the big world. <laughs> Well, I got to go pick up my puppy from doggy daycare. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. So um, we could wrap it up musically. You want to do that? 
Sure, you want to do something musically? Well, why don't you give out today's headlines and news, and I will. <laughs> you can hand me that Takamine. Again, it's uh, Justin Salter's. Actually, why don't you grab the SG and, right? Yeah. Because I'm more of the rhythm guy, and you're more of the lead guy, right? Sure. I've heard about your rhythm. In fact, your rhythm is so good, as a white person, you have rhythm with the two Ds. Do you have rhythm! That, do you have that capo? <clears throat> the capo is sitting on your, uh, next to that uh, handle. See it? All right, Jimmy Page has just stepped into the room with David Gilmore. <laughs> rubbing their noses. <clears throat> the big picture with Justin Salter. Rye Cooter's here tonight. Webcast podcast featuring Chris Anthem Wozniak. 
All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the 7th Podcast with Justin Salter and Chris Anthony Wozniak. Hope you enjoyed. If you did, please go ahead and like and share on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, blah, 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 uh, SoundCloud. And um, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye.